0: My name is Sharzada. Welcome back to Not My Circle. I hope you guys are enjoying this conversation series. If you are, it would mean the world to me if you leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It takes two seconds and it really, really helps my podcast grow. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, give it a thumbs up. Um, I'm always appreciative if you share an episode that uh, is particularly inspiring to you. Today, I'm talking to a naturist. Basically, somebody who's naked all the time. Enjoy. Hi, Stefan.
1: Hi, Charizard. Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to meet
0: you too. I am so excited to talk to you. So, the first question I ask everybody though is, "What did you have for breakfast?"
1: Oh, right. Um, this morning I had oh, I had a very nice uh, cheese from Quebec called Chantilly on some French stick baguette with some homemade marmalade that a friend of mine made for me. It was it was really nice let That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Um,
0: you are
1: a nudist or a naturalist? What, I'm not you? a naturalist, but I am a naturist then- or, or a nudist. Yes. It depends on who you ask as to which term they use. Okay. And what do you use? I use naturist because I think it is more representative of what we are. It's not the same as naturalist. It's not about that we're studying the plants, but it is living in our, in our more natural state. Wow. Um, and it's not about nudity. And that's the thing that confuses outsiders a lot. They think, well, of course it's about nudity. You guys run around naked all the time. But the nudity is simply a tool. I mean, once you're used to it and it doesn't take very long, it goes away. The nudity is a tool that gets you to kind of accept your, your true self, uh, the way you are, because you no longer can depend on clothing and fashion to make statements. You have to just be who you are. And if you don't like that person, you're going to have to get used to it. And it also it's, you're, you're presenting then a more authentic self. Your your true self is who you're showing. So it it, it changes the dynamics between people. And uh, so that's, that's why it's not about nudity. Nudity is the tool to do that, to live a more natural life. Okay. Let's talk about this. How'd you get it? Into-
0: <laughs> how long have you, I mean, other, I know we were all born naked in our birthday suits, but when- yeah. did you grow up this way? I want to know how this all
1: no I definitely did not grow up this way when I was a teenager um, I'm tall and lanky and uh, long arms long legs you know and I was very uh, uncomfortable with my body I skipped gym so I wouldn't have to change in front of the other kids because when I was a kid a teenager you changed and showered after gym nude together which yeah which now they don't seem to do anymore but you know uh, that's what it was and it was very uncomfortable so I discovered naturism uh well I started with skinny dipping when I was in my late teens early 20s and I enjoyed it a lot and it became a, a thing I became kind of the instigator in our group and so people started joking that I was he goes the nudist kind of jokes and at one point I think something said Maybe I should look into that. Maybe I am. And that began this long journey that got me now where it's uh, an enormous part of my life, if not the majority of my life. But I would say a lot of naturists are naturalists, but most naturalists don't want to be called naturists.
0: Okay. When did you what was that first experience like? How did you get involved with a community of people that don't mm-hmm. work
1: clothes? Well, my first experience was uh, other than the skinny dipping we did when we were go camping together, you know, with our group of friends, uh, was when I visited my first club and, uh, it's it's an interesting little story because I've been in, you know, it was, was before the Internet and all that. So research meant going to libraries and looking at stuff, which was quite out of date. And so I found a place and um, I was working. It was after uh, my university degree was finished and uh, a friend of mine and I had this thing and, where we. Whenever the weather looked good, the next day we'd call in sick. And terrible, isn't it? And go to a beach somewhere and just enjoy the day. And uh, so I was always the one picking the beaches. And so this one day I picked her up, and she said, "We we were we were platonic friends, just not not boyfriend girlfriend." But I knew that a lot of the places, especially you know, thirty years ago, that's when it was, give or take, uh, didn't like single men very much. Uh, And so. I said to her, I said, so she said, where are we going? I said, well, and I expected a no, I expected a flat rejection I said, so do you want to go to like a nude beach place? And she said, sure. (laughs) And then it was like this incredibly nerve wracking drive up to the place. I was prepared. I had the directions we got there. It was in the middle of the week. So there was nobody there. And we checked in, it was a beautiful place. And, um, Got a little speech because it was our first time. And then we went on to the, the lawns. I remember there was it was a kind of a, a big lawn on a hill looking down on this little lake. And we put our towels out. We laid down. And my friend Erica goes, well, we didn't come here to keep our clothes on. So took everything off and then laid down. And so here I am fully dressed, laying next to a nude woman. I went, okay, I guess I better do that. And that was, that was my first experience. And I wasn't brave at all, uh, which is funny because you'd think it'd be the other way around.
0: Well, you said you were kind of shy and insecure in high school. So I Mm imagined it take a bit to get you super comfortable with going from the shy guy to the one completely naked with the lady.
1: <laughs> it did. Uh, it definitely did. And but I guess, and it it was incredible because if it was such a sense of liberation. It wasn't just my, the uncomfortableness of my body, but is the sudden uh, realization that the body shame is it doesn't have to exist. You know, there, there's this we have this whole thing. You know, if you're if if you're ever in a stall and the door doesn't lock, you're like afraid somebody's going to walk in. You know, so if they walk in they're more embarrassed than you are anyway, but still there's this fear or you're in a change room and you think somebody might look underneath, right? We carry all this incredible baggage and suddenly it was gone. And yeah. And I, so I guess I overcompensated a little bit because it really became something I sought out and then became an activist and got more involved. And eventually my wife and I even bought our own club.
0: Okay. Let's talk about that. So how do you, how does one become involved in a, a community like this?
1: Well, for me, I mean, there's lots of ways you can just find a club, you can find a beach, there's lots of clothing optional beaches, both in Canada and the US. Um, You could, and when you join a club, some of them are run by members, you can volunteer. But I took it the next step because I found out about the club through an organization called the Federation of Canadian Naturists. So the umbrella organization for Canada in the U.S., there's the Naturist Society and AANR, the American Association for Nude Recreation. So what I did is because I had contacted them and they'd send me information and I was in advertising, I worked for ad agencies. I said, man, their marketing needs a lot of help. So I volunteered. And so I got involved, and it didn't take too long before they said, Hey, a volunteer, let's put him on the board. So I became a director, then eventually president, and so on and so on and so on.
0: How do you live in this kind of world without feeling like everything is sexualized? I I mean, I guess that's one of the biggest questions I have. You think about everybody being naked, and then my first naive thought, I'm sure, is that everybody would just immediately want to have sex with everybody. And maybe that's fine. I mean, that's fine. People can do whatever they want to do. But what is the
1: reality? (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, the reality is it's not. And I know from, you know, decades of experience of explaining this, that you won't believe me until you experience it yourself. Mm -hmm. Uh, it seems impossible in our world. And for good reasons, we live in a hyper sexualized, objectifying, commodifying of the body world. Uh, And you don't have to be nude. I mean, have you ever been turned on by somebody who was dressed? Yeah, of course you have, right? Totally. Yeah. And people find you attractive, even wear all your clothing. You don't, uh, right. So it arguably you might even feel a little less attractive without the clothing until you got used to it and comfortable with who you are.
0: Depending on the time of the month. Yes. <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: but,
0: and what about like kids involvement? Cause there's so yeah. many laws about, you know, protecting children and you have to wear clothes in this country, in this society, unless you're in a specific place. But how does that work? If you grow up in an environment where everybody is naked and there's children involved, I mean, it, tell me your perspective.
1: Well, one of the reasons that we uh, w- ended up buying our own naturist club is because we were raising our children, who were very, very young at that point, as naturists. And we could see that this club, the owners were elderly. And so they were likely going to sell. And when you put up a very beautiful property near Toronto, which is worth millions of dollars, the first person who shows up is not necessarily interested in continuing that business. Mm-hmm. They had made no plans for transition. So that's why we, 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 bought the park that we did. Why was it important to raise our children? Well, I have two boys We are now 21 and 24. And for me, I wanted them to look at bodies, not as uh, women's bodies in particular, since they're both heterosexual, as porn, but as people. And this is something that happens. We have lots of children here. Um, they that are growing up and being raised here. So the the reason that people think that children shouldn't be nude or with nude people is because they associate it with sexuality. Right. But here it's the exact opposite. This is the least sexual environment you can get because it's specifically working against that. Where we, you know, if you go to a beach. You can't tell me that all those bikinis and bathing suits are not really designed to enhance the parts they hide. There's a lot of sexuality. When you take everything off, it becomes far less sexual, as strange as that might seem. Um, and particularly in an environment where we actively discourage uh, the objectification that is completely encouraged in the mainstream world. So they see a very different world. They see that there is no perfect body. There's no imperfect body per se either. There's just variety. You know, I, my, my nose is bigger than yours. Is mine better or is yours better? It's it's not right. It's just different. Right. And, and bodies are the same thing. And for women to see that, you know, you can see literally see thousands of women and never see the same looking breasts or waists or any parts of the body. Yet we keep telling all young women right through older women until they finally get so old that they have to accept it. That th- there is no ideal to strive for it doesn't exist and so that's a very healthy thing for me to to raise my kids and other people's kids to help them grow up this way they won't necessarily stay but they will have an alternate narrative in their mind
0: right i mean god i absolutely love the idea of eliminating body shame because i think no matter who you are where you're from you've dealt with some sort of insecurity about your body i know i have two boys too and uh, it's a chore to get them dressed sometimes because they <laughs> prefer to be naked if it was up to them. And to be clear, you're completely naked, like no shoes either.
1: Well, you know, it's on the gravel, no shoes. My son never wears shoes because he, when he was little, he hated shoes and he has tough feet and he runs on gravel. The kids tend to do that, but we spend a lot of time in offices and wearing shoes and our feet become all soft. But some people with practice, of course, we wouldn't have survived really well as a species running through the jungle. If every time we step on a stick, it would stab us.
0: Yeah. <laughs> sure. Do you ever get chilly, like cold and think, eh, let me put on a jacket or do you just, does your body adapt?
1: Yes and yes. So, you know, I am in Canada and it's pretty cold here in the winter. So yeah, we do, we wear clothes when it's cold. Um, But when you work on it, your body has a much greater range of tolerance. I right? think it's the we, we've become very weak because we leave live in all these uh, climate control environments. Mm-hmm. And so we can't take a little bit of heat and we can't take a little bit of cold. And your body is actually quite capable of adjusting. We it had to. Again, we wouldn't have survived.
0: Yeah. Do you know the history of why we started wearing clothes and, and what happens if you leave the house totally naked? Have you have you ever been in trouble with the law or do you do you have a background there?
1: Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Uh, Oh, except for I've never been in trouble for being nude, uh, but I did have some arguments with some police officers once. But that's 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 OK. We're fortunate that we live in North America in a society where we can have arguments with the police and we can have discussions. And it's not just a blanket rules. So let's start with the beginning. Why are we like this? There's no nobody sat down and made a rule there's no there was no plot to say, let's make every person ashamed, embarrassed and offended by their own image. It didn't happen. We're just we are very complex creatures. Right. We um, I remember taking my kids when they were young to the zoo and uh, the gorillas had babies and the little baby gorilla kept annoying the mother and the mother just whacked it. And it the baby rolled away and went away. And, you know, it was very simple. He didn't go, well, does she hate me? And, and he's not going to be bothered for the rest of his life because their they're, they're processing is simple. But we are complicated. Anything. Why did she say that? Why did she ask me that question? What does he mean by that? Right? We're, we 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 try to find meaning and intention to everything. So through that, over time, we started with clothing for protection. That's obvious. But then we like rank and we like authority and we like to to position ourselves so clothing start to mean more in in the middle ages clothing at times started to be about uh, rank in terms that you could only wear certain colors because they were expensive uh, and then those were sometimes limited to the nobility and the power people were trying to assert their power on others, because the, the, the ones who have power realize that the power is really given by the people. So you have to keep convincing them you're superior. So having fancy clothing was one of the, the tools that they used, because force doesn't work very well. And then eventually that that, you know, everybody wants to be better than everybody else. Bourgeoisie, as they say in French, right? The, or bougie, as they now say, if you're, you know, the younger generation. So, you know, you like to have uh, ostentatious display of your wealth and power. But also uh, with that, we also start to become technologically advanced. And so with technology, we say, oh, we can do better than nature. Nature is ugly. Paving things is nice. Our body is natural. That's for like animals, and we're not animals. We're superior. We have to elevate ourselves, so we start hiding our bodies. And so with that came, bodies are ugly. Bodies are a shame, and I want to see them. We have certain standards in society because we want everybody to wear a tie and a dress when they go to a restaurant or come into this club to show that we're you're part of the group, if you will. So it, it it's all these little things over centuries that build up, uh, and it's all a theory uh, that you know different people have different versions of it. But nobody suggests that it's innate because it's not. There are societies where nudity is perfectly comfortable. And your children, when they were young, and even now, as you said, but girls, boys, there is no two-year-old that has body shame. It does not exist. It is not innate. It's something that we built. It's a, it's a cultural construct, but it becomes really deeply embedded in an emotional way that it's almost like a phobia. So does that long answer your question, but does that make sense? I
0: love, I love that answer. And I'm just thinking to myself, if you weren't ready to go fully nude, I wonder what the happy medium is to accept your body without potentially being naked. Like you, you have, uh, I would say a more extreme way of eliminating body shame that people that have been programmed to wear clothing, wouldn't necessarily be able to like swing to uh and i'm just trying to think out loud of how how we can um prevent kids from growing up with shame with their bodies because i think when you love your body obviously you're going to have a much more fun time while you're alive um do you feel like everybody should be nude is that your
1: hope do you do oh yeah it'll never happen but yes of course that's (laughs) I see. I don't think it's as extreme as you suggest. It's of course, it seems huge and extreme, but you've, you've been to the beach, you wear a bathing suit. How much clothing do you have to lose to, uh, you know, it's not that much. And you you know, your bathing suit doesn't really hide much, right? It does. And it doesn't keep you dry or warm. And we know what you look like when you wear a bathing suit, even people who wear the bigger, looser suits and think it hides their body shape because they're uncomfortable with it. I still know what they look like. They're just kidding themselves. Your body exists for you. And that's something that may seem obvious, but that's not what society has told you all your life, especially as a woman. As a woman, you've been told your body exists for the visual pleasure of others.
0: Yeah. Typically a man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and so it, you, you have to do everything you can to make sure they don't think your body is unattractive. And if it's not attractive enough, because it can't be because you're trying to achieve the beauty myth. Um, then you are failing and you are not worthy compared to other people, which as a man I've never had, which is terrible, right? Like you, I've seen you in your videos. You have an incredible personality. You're, you, you are great at interacting with people. You are funny. You are, you're so expressive with your kids and all those videos you have seen you on. And, and yet I bet you a big part of your concern every morning is what you look like. Oh, it rules my life. I know, but that seems so wrong, doesn't it? Oh, because you have so much more. 100%. So if you weighed 100 pounds more, and you didn't put on makeup, would you be less interesting or less funny? I mean, I would
0: think so. If I'm judging myself harshly. Yeah, well, if I was 100 pounds more, I'd be super uncomfortable, I think. Because if I'm 10 pounds heavier, I'm uncomfortable, but I'm uncomfortable because my clothes don't fit. And then if I didn't have clothes, (laughs) I would be more comfortable. Yeah, look, it's it feels like when I think about when I think about this conversation, this this thought in my head is like, you should try this. You should try this. You should test it and just see how I react because my, I'm a very confident person. I've, but I've worked so hard to be comfortable in my skin, but that's a, an ultimate test of being naked around other people um, and feeling comfortable you know, it's not just being naked and it's feeling like I can be myself and sit down and not worry if I have to tuck in a fat roll to my jeans or whatever. It's just being existing. And, um, you know, thinking about this, I, and, and, in talking to you, I would love to experience this one day. Cause I think it would be a true test of, um, I don't know, just a true test to see if I, if I'm as confident as I think I am.
2: I have some thoughts. Like, I totally hear that taking your clothes off and not worrying about what men are thinking of you is a, is a big part of this. But at the same time, we're also programmed to find a mate and try and procreate, which does make women want to look nice. And so how do you feel like that plays into this?
1: Well, um, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know your your husbands, and yeah. I'm not going to judge anything. But um, when you meet men who are only interested in what you look like, how does that work out? Not well. <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, the the, the reality section. So like, we're talking about sexuality or, or relationships because those are not necessarily the same thing, right? But let's talk about sexuality for a second because I, I talk so much about how it's not. Sexual, we're still sexual beings and people still find each other attractive here and they still meet and they still end up having children. There are lots of children here. Um, so sex, the, the big lie that we've all been told is that sex has anything to do with what we look like. There might be, you know, you are attracted to visually to certain people, but it tends to be different. I can tell you from all my guy friends that they all have different preferences for whatever reasons, maybe it's what they were grown up with or what they experienced or what kind of porn they watch. I don't know, but they all have some different and some for everybody type. But beyond that, sometimes who they marry wasn't at all who they fantasized about because I'm older and I've seen it go through the process. But when you're married for a while and you have a good relationship you know that sex has nothing to do with seeing each other. It's a look you give each other. It's a whisper. It's a moment in time. Sex is in the brain. We know that. That's well known. And you can be in total darkness and still be turned on. And, you know, somebody can just, 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 you know, go up to your husband and whisper something in his ear when he's not looking at you and see if you can get him turned on. I bet you can. I'm sure- So what, yeah. So what you look like is really pushed way beyond the reality of what it's like and what's necessary, uh, for us to get together in a relationship.
2: What a great answer. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, okay, I have one more thing. So, um, the reality of my life is that my daughter goes to a daycare and mm-hmm. I go to a coffee shop and we can't be naked everywhere we go because we get in trouble. Do you think like just taking ourselves to different like nudist beach, nudist camps, just like one off on vacations helps?
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. So and I, you know, it sounds self-serving. I think you have to go several times a year to a place like mine. But uh, no, but I'm not I'm I'm only half kidding. The problem is we are constantly uh, attacked. By these attitudes, it's, it's everywhere. It's in the media, it's in the stores. When you go shopping, it's everywhere. It's in every story anybody tells you. It's what your friends tell you. It's what your employers tell you. It's everywhere. So to when you, for children, I, I've known a lot of parents who are not naturists and go to raise their children and they say, look, we're just, we're comfortable in the house and we just, nudity is fairly casual all the time. They're, they're, they'll be fine. The problem is it just, it becomes that my parents are weird. It becomes something that my parents are weird. And I'm not saying it doesn't help. I'm, I, I, sh- I'm sure it helps a lot, but what helps even more is to see that there's a lot of other people who aren't my weird parents who have the same idea. Uh, my boys have grown up since they were little with girls and boys in the same environment. They've seen each other develop and and change and they've seen and, you know, the younger ones have seen the older ones. And so they they have seen uh, they're not all buying into it. They're not. uh, My eldest still comes. My youngest, who's 21, doesn't because it doesn't work with his group of friends. But I know in his mind, he has seen that there's a possibility. He has a different way of looking at women, particularly given that he's heterosexual, um, that is less objectifying and more about the person. But that only comes, it can't just come at home as easily. It definitely helps if you go into places where you see a lot of people acting and interacting together in what is appears normal. It's not because it's not the norm of society, but it is much more natural.
0: I know. I, I've just recently been thinking about um, before this conversation, obviously, and before I knew I was going to be able to talk to you, just thinking about at what point should I potentially stop being naked in front of my kids. Never hurtful, harmful. And, and, you know, depending on who you ask, you'll get a variety of answers. And I personally, I want, this is going to sound so weird, but I want to feel really comfortable walking from my bedroom to the bathroom naked. If my kids see me, I don't want to run and hide. Some people might think that's repulsive and disgusting, but for me, I want to have an open house. I, I want, Kids to know that their body's going to change. I talk to my kids about pubic hair. I taught. I don't want them to be uh, freaked out if they're nine and they have some hair on their body and they're like, "Oh, I've never seen this. I don't know what it is." I don't. I don't want them to feel shame. I really, really, really work hard on that. But I also, in my reality, I'm. I know I'm not going to become a nudist. I mean, never say never. Maybe I will, but I don't think so. Um, but I also want to Yeah, I want to find that fine line between. Being a part of society, but also being super comfortable in my skin, raising my boys to be comfortable in their own bodies, loving their bodies, and never objectifying a woman um, or a man or whoever they're interested in. So it's, it's, yeah, it seems hard because there's just so much sex everywhere. Sex, 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 sex. So,
1: so you're I- the only one that can show them a woman that is not sexual. Right, uh, and and it's especially if you're not going to go to a nature's environment, right. and I, in my opinion, you absolutely should walk around, even when they go, oh, gross, mom, don't do that. You're just going to say, look, I'm me, you, you, you can be you, and you know, you just deal with it. I'm. There's people who say you you have to take their feelings into account. Well, how would that work? You know, let's say you're a vegetarian, and they want to eat meat. Well, I'm not cooking meat. I'm a vegetarian. You would never. Nobody would suggest you have to apologize and you have to cook them meat. You know, if you're if you're raised a Christian and they suddenly want to become Jewish, you know, uh, or whatever, you, you don't have to become Jewish yourself. You can say, well, if you want to explore your that religion, by all means, go for it. But it, there's why is it that with nudity, some people say, well, now you suddenly have to adapt to what everybody else tells you what to do. And I don't think that works well. I, I, and there is a lot of research. There's academic research that shows that children who are exposed, pardon the pun, to casual nudity, uh, actually benefit from it. Um, There's not a huge amount of research. And I don't want to overstate because there's way too much of that going on where people jump on one study and think everything's perfect. But there is nothing that shows it's bad. And I've looked for it Mm -hmm. because I'm a person who who has these discussions all the time. And if there is a bad study, I want to see it. So I'm prepared for it. And I've done... Hours and hours of research in academia. Sure, you'll find some opinion article from some columnist who has an idea, but at best, it's based on some w- weird early Freud theory, which doesn't matter anymore. There, there is no evidence it's bad to, for your kids to see you naked. They won't like it when they get older because their kids will tell them, their friends will tell them it's bad. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that you have to give in to that. You can say, you know, people might tell you that I think it's fine. It's just a body there
0: right and i mean in europe of course i've seen you know there's tons of topless beaches and it's the every age and it's like not a big deal at all and i i mean i appreciate that because everybody feels so comfortable mm-hmm. uh, and that's yeah. great um what do you uh, what do you think some common misconceptions are with um your lifestyle
1: Well, we've kind of addressed them. The the biggest misconception is that it's all about sex and that is there's big orgies going on all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be fair, there's a lot of stuff out there that suggests it is because I have no control over who who uses the term. Right. Right. So there are people. so I was in Paris. uh, Oh, gosh, it's almost two years ago now because we haven't been able to travel. Um, And I walked in front of a in a small street a uh, massage place, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. And there was a, you know, there's this uh, reclining woman saying, you know, massage. And it says massage naturist, naturist massage, because even in France, you know, to the general public, naturist means nude and nude means sex. So you want, you want your massage, therapists to be nude she's a naturist now mm-hmm. while she gives you the rub and tug so you know it, it's that's my biggest problem and I, I don't know how to stop it for a hundred years people who do the opposite of us that is hypersexualize and objectify have called themselves what we are mm-hmm. and you'll find websites that are like that look at all these nudist people having an orgy mm-hmm. yeah what can I do yeah. So that's probably the biggest one, the biggest battle. And the other one we've touched on, which is that somehow it's bad for children, again, because of the sexuality and because of a misunderstanding that uh, the the, the people who might prey on your children are somehow made to do it by nudity. They're Mm. not. If there was if we got rid of every single nude picture that exists on the planet tomorrow, they would still be the same number of pedophiles. Mm -hmm. That's again, trying to change the behavior of the victim rather than trying to stop the perpetrator. Mm
0: -hmm. That's a really good point. Do you own any clothes?
1: (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, I know. I know. I own nice clothes. I have a tuxedo even because for a while I was going regularly to black tie events. I I know how to dress. I know how to dress well. I know how to play your game.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. Do you do you just like cringe at the thought of getting dressed, though?
1: um no not necessarily it can be fun to play the game i just you know people sometimes say it says look why are you so obsessed with being naked so i'm not i'm dressed a lot well, you're the obsessed one because i you're never naked what kind of trouble can you get into if you just walk down the street naked like what what happens well i'm in canada so i can tell you that it's a criminal act oh. at the federal level uh which is almost never enforced because it's it's complicated legal uh, explanation but you. Uh, Basically, you, you, can, you, can, you can't be nude without a lawful excuse. And there's lots of lawful excuses. So here, uh, if you have a beach that's designated as a nude beach like you could do in Toronto and Vancouver, then that's a lawful excuse. And there's a bunch of other reasons why. Uh, protests, for example, because free speech trumps a public order law. So the, the gay pride parade in Toronto, people walk nude. The World Naked Bike Ride in Toronto, people do that nude because that's free speech. In the United States, it's more complicated because there are no federal statutes. So laws are made either at the state level against nudity or worse at the local municipal level. And that means it's a patchwork all over the place. There are actual places in the United States where you can be nude and walk down the street. People will look at you funny. The police might even arrest you until they realize they have no case. Mm. And then you talk about nudity, but also there's a difference between men and women in many places where I can be top free, but you can't because somehow your nipple is incredibly scary, but mine is fine. Um, but in some places like New York state, it is completely legal. So you can walk down the street in New York city, top free as a woman, and you will not get arrested.
0: Good to know. I, you know, thinking about, um, growing is that your plan up now. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we did this thing growing up called uh beta breakers. It was a race in San Francisco yeah. and people were always naked. I mean, 40 yep. of the people were naked. Uh,
1: San Francisco has actually a very interesting story because nudity was fully legal in San Francisco. So in Castro, there were people walking around nude, just just walking around nude, sitting in cafes outside in the coffee, sh- you know, in, in terraces or whatever, or on public benches nude and they were doing it. And it was perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. and oh I think it was in the 90s one of the representatives from the city decided that it was just terrible and passed a law mm-hmm. um, and it was there was a lot of protest um, because until then you were allowed to be nude and uh, yeah it was it was an interesting time
0: well thank you so much I really appreciate it you definitely opened my mind more and this is something that I've you know thought about here and there in my life so I appreciate actually having an open conversation with you. Cause I, I think your lifestyle sounds unique. And I, I really, really, really love just the overall themes of being super comfortable with who you are and eliminating body shame because that is plaguing our society. Mm-hmm. So I, I appreciate all the things that you're doing. Um, super interesting. And I, I hope that we are, cr- our paths cross in real life soon.
1: That'd be wonderful.
0: Yeah. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, thanks. All right, bye. So we're going to try something new right now where my sister and I um, basically dissect
2: each guest uh, and just talk about how we feel. After every episode, Charzad calls me within three seconds to talk about it. So we thought we'd just record it instead. Because also, I feel like
0: things pop up that we didn't think of or that we like had a second to to realize after the fact. So this is going to be a podcast exclusive. So this these chats will just be on the podcast. But if you're listening to them, that means you're on the podcast anyway, but they won't be on YouTube or anywhere else. Um, so it's a little bonus, but I, I think naked guy. Now I'm going to call him that because um, that's stuck in my head from friends. I thought he had a lot of interesting things to say, but when I got off the convo and I had a second to process, I realized that there was a few things that I didn't ask him. And one, he, you know, he talked about body shame so much and how being naked all the time really helps eliminate this idea of body shame. Cause you know, you're just sort of existing naked and there's nothing to be ashamed of because everybody's different and, you know, everything you said. But I'm wondering if he felt like you could get the same results in another way also, or if he just felt like the only way you could get the results you wanted is to be naked all the time. Do you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, but I also feel like he was getting it that your clothes are kind of part of your whole like ego persona. And not only do you get rid of body shame, you get rid of this whole like act you're sort of playing by wearing certain clothes. Hmm.
0: I feel like deep down, Shireen, like you would love to be naked.
2: Yeah, yeah, I would. (laughs) And you did it with, you went to a naked place with mom. Yeah, we went to Esalen. And, you know, I was thinking about that though. And I think, it's easier in front of strangers like i don't think i could go um you know to like a friend's party or like my in-laws house. <laughs> 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 i think i think that would you'd have to have like radical self-assurance and confidence and i i think i can do it pretty easily in front of strangers but and like in front of you and you know mom when she's around, but
0: yeah. But, but yeah, like could you be naked in front of Bubba June or Rosh, Michael and Zach's dad?
2: <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> well, also like funny to think they about I wouldn't want that. So it's kind of different. Like when you go to a place like Bear Oaks, where everyone's doing it, it's much different and it's much easier. Like when I went to one and did it everyone was doing it. So it's not like you're the one naked person around a bunch of clothed people. That's much, much different and much harder. Actually, that's what I want to ask him. Like, has he gone to places where everybody's clothed and he was naked? Because that's radical confidence. Yeah. Well, I mean,
0: you remember all the beta breakers, (laughs) naked people, right? Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, nobody can see this, but I'm wearing mom's 1980s beta breakers shirt right now
2: wow (laughs) Uh,
0: isn't that fun uh I wish you guys could see it but I uh yeah I remember I mean I guess he really talked about you have to be naked in the right environment otherwise it can be sexualized because that is the first thing I think of is like is everybody gonna try and I don't know
2: have sex with me um, not saying that I'm so good looking naked that everybody if you go to a place where everyone is naked. I don't. I really don't think so. Uh, no, that's not. No. Why does my mind go there?
0: I wonder. Have problems. I mean, <laughs> have problems. So I think it'd be a really cool. Like this is one of those episodes where I think it would be awesome to actually film me.
2: <laughs> being
0: naked I mean it would have to be black yeah. you know I, I think but just the transformation and the sort of insecurities that might pop up or the things that I didn't think about that might happen good or bad um I, I thought it was like,
2: so like he was so on it when he was like we're all trying to rationalize something that is totally irrational like where I'm sitting right now I could have no top on and there would be no uh, in I wouldn't die. Nothing would happen to me. Oh, you know what? I did want to ask him though about bras <laughs> because oh. they do provide like an additional service besides coverage. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you want to go on a run or really it's only if you go a run. Yeah. Which I wonder,
0: I wonder yeah. how he feels about that. I also think it would be interesting to talk to a woman. Who's you know lives in the nude? Because she's gonna have a different experience. <laughs> Why are you laughing? She lives in the nude. <laughs> well, I kept getting confused on naturalist versus naturist versus nudist, but I feel like I really
2: was- like that he called it a, a naturist because, like, yeah. I mean, we're all nude deep down. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, yeah, I think
0: it would be a fun thing to try for like a day
2: just to see what it's like. Um, it would well, I'm ready to go, go like twice a year, get Rumi out there, get her naked.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, my kids want to be naked.
2: Um, all kids I feel want to be naked that that really says something I think yeah another like great benefit of being a naturist slash nudist is like all the money you save and like all the ads that you know don't matter to you anymore all the dumb clothes and shoes and All of that. Oh, and the shoe thing, like I've been thinking about that so much lately. Rumi can walk on like spiky, pointy rocks and I can't because I've been living with shoes my whole life. Yeah. And I feel like the longer, you know, I can have her shoe free in, in, you know, environments where she doesn't have to wear shoes, the better her feet will be. I mean, I remember being, made to wear these crazy cushiony shoes.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do. I have seen the people running barefoot in L.A. here and there, and I've thought about it. They're like, you know, oh, you know what I wanted to ask him? Damn it. Missed opportunity. You know how um, Victoria and Josh are always talking about like maybe you don't know this, how there's something called pair perineal perineum sunning like basically i, I can't remember the exact yeah, you put
2: sun on your butthole and your private
0: and yeah. your vagina and your balls and your butthole like should be exposed to the sun and mm-hmm. so it's like a health benefit to go basically lay out in the nude completely in the sun because those areas of our body are always covered and i i wonder what um i wonder if they do that i wonder if they yeah, I wonder like, if yeah. they're
2: living longer
0: she looks like really healthy. I actually don't know how old he is and we probably should have asked because he did look really he had a youthful probably like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I like clothes. I don't want to live in the nude personally. I would try it because I think it would be an interesting exploration of
2: myself to see. Don't you think there's a part of you that's trying to rationalize something that's completely irrational? I mean we've been talking a lot about like what does it mean to be a sheep? yeah and I think clothes I mean a lot of people are like you wear a mask you're a sheep and whatever but there's so many ways that we're sheep clothes is a huge way that we're sheep
0: yeah yeah we are a sheep I don't know I like we I know oh, I for clothes it makes me how do you we are
2: a sheep we are <laughs> did I say that <laughs> we are a sheep we are one, like, <laughs> I am a lamb we are one collective sheep. Together. <laughs> I, I don't know.
0: I still like clothes. I'm not convinced that I want to live a naked life. I am convinced that I want to do a self-exploration of what it's like to shed these Superficial outer layers, because I do really, really, really in my bones love the idea of being comfortable in your skin completely. And if spending a naked weekend once a year is a way to move that in the right direction, um, then that's cool. And I also feel like I want to be free to walk around my house naked, not like a fully naked house in front of everybody that comes over, but to not run and hide. If
2: uh, anybody, if the boys see me naked, does that mean? Yeah, totally. Like, there's no reason we need to be covered in front of our kids. Like, Rumi drank from my body for 14 months. I'm not going to cover myself in front of her.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I wonder when boobs started becoming super sexualized. And I wonder if clothing had something to do with
2: that. It was so funny when you said that. Like a woman's nipple is terrifying. to
0: (laughs) I know. I know. It's so interesting how like men can be shirtless, but God forbid a woman. It's just
2: another way that we're sheep. It's just to the sheep list. Yeah. I mean, sometimes rationalizing something that's irrational.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I, another thing I was thinking of is like, as a woman, if I'm just sitting around with no coverage of my butt or vagina would I be worried something would hurt it or them or the yeah. parts of my body no <laughs> like am I going to accidentally sit on a rock that hurts my vagina that's what I was thinking about or my my butthole is there a better word for butthole or is it just the word butthole
2: yeah I
0: don't know an anus that sounds worse to me But, um, anyway, you know, that's what I was thinking, but you didn't seem to have that thought.
2: Um, well, I think your body would probably get used to it. Maybe our butt needs a little rock massage. Um, another thing is like his climate control thing, like, Oh, that's nice. Totally agree. Like we, so we're getting, um, like an office shed in our backyard and the guy was talking about how we're going to need air conditioning. And I was like, no, we're, we're going to be fine. We don't turn on the air in our house, even when it's like 99 degrees, because like, I can handle it. Like I don't need 79 degrees at all times. Like I yeah. can handle a change in climate around me, but humans are just like getting weaker and weaker i feel like in regards to like how much they can handle the natural elements of our world oh i feel i can't remember who
0: said this maybe it was michael and i don't know where he heard it so it's one of those things where it's like not from the horse's mouth but the theme was is that humans are the dumbest they've ever been right right now we're so dumb we can't survive at all if put out in the wilderness like most of us would drop dead immediately because we're so stupid and we're so addicted to our phones and modern technology that we would never survive. And some might say, yeah, whatever. Well, I'm never going to be dropped in the woods, so I don't care. Um, but I feel like after the last year and a half everybody's had there is more of this feeling of like, well, you never really know what could happen now. Maybe I should have some survival skills. Or like I am I I know nothing. I would be sacrificed first because I bring zero to the table. I, I maybe could tell some stories, but people might get sick of them after like a few months, and they they chop me up and eat me. I can't make a fire. I don't know what berries to pick to
2: keep me alive. I mean, I don't know how to forage. I think it depends on what dumb how you define dumb. If dumb means you can't survive in the wild, then yeah, all of Western civilization pretty much. That's
0: true. That's true. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it's like that we just rely
0: so heavily on technology now that if that's taken away for some reason, we wouldn't be able to survive. There's yeah. always, You know, Michael's always talking about cybersecurity and getting hacked in digital currencies and doomsday shit. Solar flare. Solar flares. Yeah. Fun stuff like that. So I guess circling back to naked guy, um, I think it would be like the ultimate test to go spend a weekend naked, you know, um, to see how I feel. And I want to do that. I don't know if I'm going to, but right now I want to. Yeah. So, and I feel like you've already done it. So you're ahead of the game because deep down you want to be a, an ape, right? Well, I was right. (laughs) but <laughs> but i mean you want to, you want to get back you
2: want to live as close to
0: a cave girl as possible
2: that's correct that is correct so there you go Shereen. but i do i do want rumi to go so she can see other people doing it i think that was a good point that you know if it's just you at home then it's like you're the weird parent but if she sees other people doing it then it's you know it's it's not just something on the fringe
0: you know what would be would have been interesting too is to hear a little bit more about his kids perspective since they essentially grew up in that environment like how do they how do they feel about their bodies how do they um Uh, interact with the opposite sex now that they've been so exposed to things like pubic hair and body changes and going through puberty in front of everybody. I mean, that, that seems really interesting. I don't know. I I have other thoughts on it that I want to explore. Like as a a 10 year old or however old you are, when you start getting pubes, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, whatever, how is that to, to go through that in front of your parents, you know, what is that like? Yeah. Does that, those are the things that I think of. And I know that sounds perverted maybe to some people, but since we were talking about it and he said his kids essentially like grew up that way, I wonder what that was like for them. Is it less taboo? Is there, you know, I feel like there's kind of like a weird, not shame associated with it, but maybe some kind of, I mean, that's typically when girls start to their self-esteem starts to go down is when they hit puberty, because there's all these things happening to them that they're so confused by. And maybe your self-esteem wouldn't um, plummet if you were surrounded by so much body positivity and body positivity, not just. I mean, I feel like, what is that? It's accepting the changes, it's accepting imperfections, it's accepting hair in different areas, all the things that we're taught to, um, you know, get rid of. I mean, there's massive, massive industries that I've participated in that are all about removing hair from your body because that's supposed to be gross and bad. So it's, it's interesting if you weren't exposed, you know, if you were exposed to just all these bodies existing in their natural state, how would you you know, feel about that when you were going through big changes on your own? Did that, did that rant make sense? Yeah. I, mean, I, said, I still like, don't want like, hair on my body in certain areas either. So I, you know, I'm like, I'm totally a sheep that's been brainwashed to think that hair in certain areas, like, I don't want, it. I've gotten all the hair off my armpits lasered off and I'm thrilled about it. That's gonna be every time that I say something that is sheepy, you're gonna make that sound. <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: okay, well, that was a long debrief. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, you probably want to go. And um anyway, so this is the debrief of the the podcast now that we're gonna do on here and exclusive. I hope you guys liked it. We're gonna try and do them right after each guest. Time permitting um, Shereen's schedule is a bit trickier because she has a little toddler. Um, Who I miss so much. But anyway, hope you guys like these. We're going to keep it up because it actually feels really fun. I feel um, lighter. Like the things I was thinking about, I got off my chest a little bit more. So anyway, hope you like them. And as always, please leave a review um, and a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting this podcast. It really helps the podcast do well. And I know you guys love, love this because I get DMs. I get text messages. I get a lot of, um, support. So put that support on the Apple reviews. It helps it do really well. And then we can keep going and maybe it'll be a show. And then I can go be naked for a weekend on camera, which is my goal. <laughs> 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 Woo, all right. Well, thanks for listening guys. I uh, hope you got some interesting takeaways. Hope your mind was opened. Uh, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.